Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, we'll be discussing the death of alchemy. We have in a previous episode spoken about the alchemy of death. But in this episode, we're going to be flipping around and talking about the death of alchemy. It's not much of a revelatory claim to make, but I surmise that one of the primary objectives at the conception of Freemasonry as a fraternal organization was to capitalize scientific enlightenment and to advance scientific understanding. But as the craft uh, seems to probe the spiritual technology of the ancient world, I find it somewhat ironic that the subsequent advances in science have led to the demise of the spirituality in the Western world, the very teachings that are hinted at and hidden within the craft. The mathematical has deposed the theological in man's contemporary explanation of the world. Nietzsche said, God is dead, and I'm certain that it's the scientific rationalism that did it. The mathematical and chemical sciences were in their infancy in 1717, some 77 years before the untimely death of Lavoisier during the excesses of the French Revolution. Although the foundations for what was to come were being laid by the likes of Boyle, Hooke and Newton. No longer did the scientific writers or theorists have to cower in fear and code their writings from the prying eyes of the Inquisition, so the methods of communication employed in alchemy and by alchemists became defunct. The problem is that these methods of communications were veiling something. So what happens when this communication is lost? Well, secrets go with them. So for this reason, were the important ones encoded into Freemasonry? Question mark. You have to read the books to find out. In the 17th century, <laughs> chemical was starting to be communicated in number and in formula rather than Arab allegory and symbolism. So was it this that killed alchemy? No longer the need for secrecy, the method of communication went. I would say this was the beginning of the end. Uh, so, Brother Earnshaw, do you have any thoughts on the topic? Is there anything you can hit that? <laughs> I, I have lots of thoughts. Um, <laughs> one of them was that uh, alchemy was very closely aligned with religion. So they believed that, uh, alchemists believed that they were calling upon the natural powers of the universe and they uh, employed prayer and meditation and other things as part of their um, ritual, not ritual, yes, I suppose ritual. Um, but one of the complaints about the growth of science in the early days was that scientists were thought to be atheists. And that secondly, that the science um, or the study of science was actually detrimental to religion. So as the Royal Society concentrated on matters of physics uh, rather than the matters of the soul, it was thought that it was emphasizing the material over the spiritual. Early alchemists um, thought that um, incorporating religion was very important to their, their art, their craft. And so they included prayers and meditation and um, other religious practices into alchemy. And this is uh, extremely important to them. However, one of the complaints about the early growth of, of science, such as uh, geology and geometry and geography, it was that scientists were thought to be atheists and that the study of science itself was actually detrimental to religion. As the mm -hmm. Royal Society, which had been set up in 1660, con concentrated on matters of physics, 
rather than matters of the soul, it was thought that it was emphasizing the material over the spiritual. Um, conversely, religion represented the triumph of hope in an afterlife, and this was seen to be negated by science. So the, the objective of uh, searching for immortality was then challenged by the cold uh, calculations of reason. Uh, later, um, scientists uh, started to change their thinking. Uh, for example, Lord Kelvin, after whom the um, the law of, of um, Kelvin's Kelvin <laughs> Kelvin's law <laughs> was named, he said that uh, if you study science deep enough and long enough, it will force you to believe in God. And uh, Einstein is also recorded saying something similar. The more mm. I study science, the more I believe in God. So perhaps um, now the, the, the conflict between science and religion has come full circle. And um, perhaps uh, the co this conflict is at last at an, an end. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, that's how I see it. I think so as well. We're starting to march back away from, we've hit the, the limits of materialism in explaining the universe. We, we, we have kind of fringe theories now, like the holographic universe and string theory. Mm. I, I do find it odious that you do get caught up to these quasi-spiritual explanations of, of, um, of a possible deity in quantum. I find there's a little bit too extraneous, a little bit mm. fringe. But it, um, there are certainly things which are, interesting that science are, are delving into now and uh, like like with your life of plants plants book that you recommended yes the life of plants yeah. is a great book yeah and the phenomena of morphic resonance yep. i think sheldrake there's lots of things which you don't understand and um, it's, it's difficult to prove these hypotheses in the scientific way without yes. opening the gates to well you need to keep an open mind but you don't have to be so open-minded that your brain falls out which is a difficult <laughs> <laughs> so I, and it's like um, natural healing that uh, many of the um, indigenous uh, cultures around the world engage in, from India to um, uh, American Indians. Uh, if it works, it works. You don't have to explain, you know, how it works. <laughs> and that's the problem with modern science. It has to be repeatable, so they have to know how it works. But um, indigenous tribes and cultures say, well, no, if, if I can heal somebody, that's fine. And the patient doesn't complain either, I think. <laughs> if they're sorted, they're sorted. Yep, that's exactly it. <laughs> well, thanks for that, brother. I'm sure that just about brings this episode to a close. If you have any questions, please email on the link below. We're now parked on the square and we will meet soon. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.